हरे कृष्णा जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदा रंजना ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरावन चारी यमुना तीरावन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरा वनचारी यमुना तीरा वनचारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजन रंजना यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरावन चारी यमुना तीरावन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जयो राधा कालाचंदी राधा कालाचंदी श्री राधे जयो राधा कालाचंदी राधा कालाचंदी श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद प्रभुपाद 
प्रभुपाद जय जय प्रभुपाद जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय जय गुरुदेव 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 जय जय गुरुदेव निताई गोड़ प्रेमानंदे हरी हरी बो ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्या नरम नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वतीम व्यासम ततो जयामुदीरे नष्ट प्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवे भगवते उत्तमाश्लोके भक्तिर भवती नैष्टकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनाया चानंद गोपाकुमाराया गोविंदाये नमो नमः नमो पंकजानाभाया नमो पंकजामालिने नमो पंकजानेत्राया नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुए गौरचंद्राया राधिकाया तदालाया कृष्णाया कृष्णा भक्ताया तद्भक्ताया नमो नमः रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो वन Chapter 11, Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. Text number 20. Nata Nartaka Gandharva Gandharva Suta Magada Bandinaha Gayanti Chautamashloka Charitani Adbhutani Cha Nata Nartaka Gandharva Suta Magadha Vandinaha Gayanti Cha Uttamashloka Charitani Adbhutani Cha Nata Nartaka Gandharva Suta Magadha Vandinaha Vandinaha Gayanti Chautamashloka Charitani Adbudani Cha Nata Nardaka Gandharva Suta Magadha Bandhina 
गायंती चा उत्तमा श्लोक चरितानी अद्भुतानी नाता ड्रामेटिस नर्तका डांसर्स गंधर्वा सेलेस्टियल सिंगर्स सूता professional historians magadha professional genealogist genealogist vandinaha professional learned speakers gayanti chant cha respectively uttama shloka the supreme lord Charitani activities, Adbhutani all superhuman, Cha and translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki expert dramatists, artists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists and learned speakers. All gave their respective contributions, being inspired by the superhuman pastimes of the Lord. Thus, they proceeded on and on. Purport. It appears that 5,000 years ago, the society also needed the service of the dramatists, artists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists, public figures, sorry, public speakers, etc., Dancers, singers, and dramatic artists mostly hailed from the Shudra community, whereas the learned historians, geologists, and the public speakers hailed from the Brahmana community. All of them belonged to a particular caste, and they became so trained in their respective families. Such dramatists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists and public speakers would dwell on the subject of the Lord's superhuman activities in different ages and millenniums and not on ordinary events. Nor were they in chronological order. All the Puranas are, all the Puranas are historical facts described only in relation with the Supreme Lord in different ages and times as well as on different planets also. Therefore, we do not find any chronological order. The modern historians, therefore, cannot catch up the link and thus they unauthoritatively remark that the Puranas are all imaginary stories only. Even 100 years ago in India, all dramatic performers performances were centered around the superhuman activities of the Supreme Lord. The common people would be verily entertained by the performance of dramas and yatra parties played wonderfully on the superhuman activities of the Lord and thus even the illiterate agriculturists would be a participant in the knowledge of Vedic literature. Despite a 
considerable lack of academic qualifications. Therefore, expert players in drama, dancers, singers, speakers, etc. are required for the spiritual enlightenment of the common man. The genealogists would give account, give account completely of the descendants of a particular family. Even at the present moment, the guides in the pilgrimage sites of India submit a complete account of genealogist, genealogist table before a newcomer. This wonderful act sometimes attracts more customers to receive such important information. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahiyam Dadati Swapadantikam Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadhi Gaurabhakta Brinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Praying at the lotus feet of my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, Bhartaman and Purva, Guru Vargas, and all the assembled devotees, may I speak few words in glorification of my dear Lord, of our dear Lord Sri Krishna, for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas, and for my own purification. Vancha kalpataru vyascha kripa sindhu vevacha patita nam pavne veo vaishnave veo namo nama. Mukum karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat kripa tamaham bande shri guru dinataranam parmananda madhavam shri chaitanya ishwaram. Hare Krishna. <coughs> so we are reading that how Krishna is entering Dwarka and what kind of a welcome he is getting from all the inhabitants of Dwarkavasis. They were like, they were longing for Krishna's association and um, like as if they didn't have life and it is coming back to them. Everybody is so excited to have Krishna back. And it is, it is, as Prabhupada mentions earlier, few verses that it is not dry welcome. It ha, it not only had just the decorative, uh, stuffs like decorating the streets and uh, the houses, but it also had so many eatable things. It had yogurt, it had rice, fruits and everything. And it is so auspicious, Prabhupada says. And, and, he is being welcomed with so much of love and affection that people are not able to hold their emotion when they see, you know, even the, even the, when Krishna entered, this is such a beautiful thing that I remember that when he blew his conch, the conch is usually, usually white, but when he blew it, it became pink because it's written in the purport somewhere that, you know, it became, it was blushing. When you become very happy, you blush. Our cheeks become, you know, little pinkish. So the conch, because Krishna's lips touched it, it became pinkish. A little red tinge to the conch. So white and red becomes pink. So like that. So it's so much of emotion, so much of love, so much of affection. So you see 
Our movement is also like that. That's what Srila Prabhupada did with us. He just didn't give us plain, dry philosophy. He gave us so much. He gave us love, first of all. If we hear Srila Prabhupada's memories constantly, like each memory episode is like one hour or so, one, one and a half hours, and each and every devotee, what you hear is love, compassion, love, compassion, love, compassion. And prasadam, of course. So, you know, Prabhupada got them into Krishna consciousness. All of us, I would say, is through love. It's the affection that's been exchanged between devotees. And it's the, you know, it's so much of emotion. Otherwise, there are so many temples back in India. They do not attract so many devotees. So many. And they are not simple devotees. They had to surrender all to Srila Prabhupada, all their habits, everything they surrendered and they just came to Srila Prabhupada and only love can do that. Only love can do that. Only love can conquer everything, even the worst of bad habits and the worst of enemies. So we see how the Dwarkavasis had so much of love for Krishna and how much love Krishna had for them. It's like reciprocating. Similarly, in Krishna consciousness, we have love for our Lord and He has love for us. And that's how this movement is being sustained for so many years. And that's what Prabhupada gave us. Whether it is through his books. And if not love, why would anybody, you know, if not, why would anybody let go of their sleep and their own land? You go to India, of course it will be all over the world. When the people start growing old, they more st- started getting attached to their land, to their home. And you know, we have in our own families, we have seen, they'll say, I want to die in this house. Whether they can live or not, but they want to die in that house. They have so much of attachment. They have so much of attachment for that place. And at that age, Prabhupada came leaving everything. He knew life going to be st- struggle. It's not that somebody going to welcome him and he will have a gala time here. And then he will preach also. It was never like that for him. He he, he told one of the Matajis, either Yamuna Mataji or uh, uh, maybe Malati Prabhu. Uh, so, so who used to cook, he said, you know, when I came here, everybody told me, you will not get Swamiji, you will not get anything to eat there. So that was his understanding that he will not get anything to eat there. All he thought he has to eat is boiled potatoes. And then he looked into the dal, sabji and the rice and the chapati and see how how merciful Krishna is. I mean, I don't think like that, looking into the dal chawal in America, say how merciful Krishna is, he is providing us. Many a time we are so scared, especially talking about my family, if we leave what we are eating or what we are drinking, how will we survive? Well, you leave for Krishna, Krishna will take care. Srila Prabhupada says, you care about Krishna, Krishna will care about you. You don't worry, you worry about Krishna, how to serve him, how to make, keep him happy, how to satisfy his senses. And your senses will be satisfied. Why yours, everybody else's senses will be satisfied. Every soul's. Because we are part and parcel of Krishna. So if you, you know, if we feed the prasadam to the mouth, even the finger, belly, toes, feet, everything get nourished. We need not feed them separately, right? But if we try to do it that way, instead of the mouth, we put the foods, what's working, 
like my fingers are writing for so long and I put the food into the finger, will it work? No, it will not. We'll just create a mess out of our life. And that's what's been happening by not following Krishna consciousness. People are in misery, people are in anxiety. Always ready to fight and argue. That's because there is no proper Krishna consciousness in our life. And so Srila Prabhupada, he knew that he will not get anything to eat. He was with that kind of understanding, he came. But he still come. He still came. He did not say, okay, you know, basic necessities. He didn't know whether he will get the basics. But still he came. And that's his love for us. And love for them, they, the, you know, the early disciples and all of them and including us. We could sense that love. I may say I love, I love, I love some particular person, but until I express it through my service, that's why Prabhupada always translated bhakti as devotional service. He put that word service because usually coming from an Indian background, I would say bhakti means something just emotional, not practical. And I was reading few sentences from uh, teachings of Lord Chaitanya. There Prabhupada is saying, through this, this is called practical service. When we engage our gross senses, our material senses for the service of the Lord, it is called practical devotional service. And through this practical devotional service, our relationship with the Lord will be re-established. Because the relationship is already there. It has just need to be awakened. So our dormant love for Krishna will be reawakened or re-established again. So, you know, Prabhupada, he was just doing it. And then, and then he did not expect until someday somebody, one devotee asked, can I help you? When he realized Prabhupada was doing it all by himself. Cooking, cutting, cleaning, washing, and then again washing their juthas. And then Prabhupada says, oh, I was waiting for it. It's not that he said, no, no, I'm good, no. That's humility. He accepted the service because by doing service, we get closer to Krishna. That's why service is being, every other purport, every other translate, Prabhupada mentions about devotional service. He never put uh, bhakti is equal to devotion. He said devotional service. And that's a unique meaning to Bhakti, so that, you know, we don't just remain in that emotional state. You do bhakti for some time, just go to the temple room. Prabhupada opened it up. I mean, every activity of ours can be devotional service. Like we see Arjuna, he was fighting. Doesn't look like a devotional service. But after getting instruction, the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, he was fighting. He was fighting not for his own satisfaction, not for his own enjoyment. Because if we read Bhagavad Gita, we know Krishna didn't even, uh, sorry, Arjuna didn't even want desire after seeing. He did before maybe. But after seeing his own relatives, his teacher, his um, grandfather and all other cousins and relatives, he the desire to win something or the desire for victory had completely gone from Krishna's heart. But it was only uh, Arjuna's heart, I'm sorry. Uh, Arjuna's heart, the, you know, the willingness to win over their uh, Duryodhan, it had completely demolished. But when he still fought because Krishna wanted him to fight. So when we do something which is as per Lord's, our Guru's and Srila Prabhupada's 
instruction, then it becomes a devotional service. So even Krishna, Arjuna's fighting in the battlefield of Kurukshetra was also a devotional service. So Srila Prabhupada opened up the door towards devotional service wide open. He did not restrict it towards just, you know, being in the temple. We can go on Harinam and chant and we can distribute book, we can distribute prasadam far from the temple, but it still remained considered to be devotional service. And in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that, you know, um, those who preach this knowledge are the most dear ones to me. So we are doing the most dear devotional service towards Krishna being on the streets. I mean, of course, every devotional service is very, very important, but that's what Krishna says. And this is, the point is how Srila Prabhupada opened up so many doors. It is not just, just the deities and just the temple room. It is beyond that. And coming back to the point when we say love, love means expressing. We see here how the Dwarkavasis, they are not saying, oh, we love Krishna, let him come home. We'll say hello. He is not doing that. They are not doing that. They are going out. They are decorating. They are, they, are, they are showing their love through their action. That's devotional service. Through their activities. And so do we. When we say we love our child, we are preparing prasadam for them. We are trying to clean them, keeping them clean, educate them. So love has to be expressed through action. And coming to the point in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is mentioning that, you know, it appears that 5,000 years ago that the society needed the dancers and the dramatists and the artists, singers, historians and genealogists, public speakers. So we see it, it was not like, you know, when we think 5,000 years ago, we think, you know, there will be nobody. And even if they were there, they wouldn't know anything. What we they have no clue how advanced we have become. They have no idea how smart we have become. That's the kind of a thought it comes, at least to me, I would say when I think of 5,000, even 500 years ago. But Prabhupada says that even 5,000 years ago, the society needed all this. And when we hear Narad Muni's pastime, when he was walking towards north after his mother had passed away, he took the opportunity to take his devotional service very seriously. And he was walking and he was walking through the metro cities and the parks and all sort of modern things that we hear now. And Prabhupada writes in the purport that, you know, we may think that these are the creation of the modern scientists and the modern people. But no, it was there even at the time of Narad Muni. So it keeps coming and going. We may think we are the first one to discover the mobile phone. We are the first one to get that bulb discovered or whatever railway discovered. But it is not like that as, because here a wonderful point Prabhupada is mentioning that, I mean, all the points are wonderful. And this one is like, you know, that so many different planets and different yugas. In this yuga it might be, but then it's always been there. So it's very difficult to keep a track of the chronological order. We don't know what's happening. And what hap- what's the common thing that happens when we do not, we are not able to conceive something we consider as to be myth. Because our mundane senses are not able to understand 
the grab the knowledge or grasp the knowledge through our mundane mind, intelligence, mundane ego. So we keep it aside and see this is what made up. This is not true. But if you go to India till today, you will see where Lord Ramchandra Shetu was, where Krishna school was, and Vrindavan, Mathura, Jagannath Puri, you will see them. They are not mythology, mythology. Mythology comes from something that is not true, myth. We are comfortably calling it mythology. We are just closing our eyes because we are not able to conceive it. And that's so wrong for us and for others. So yesterday I was hearing on this verse, uh, His Holiness Bhakti Charu Maharaj, and he was insisting on this point. And this, he said why this happened. Because India was based on Gurukul system, where the boys will go under a particular guru and he will take like a boarding school, he will take care of the, up to a certain age. And he will provide all the knowledge and he will give them a lifestyle. We see even Krishna went to a guru called Sandipani Muni Ashram, Krishna Balaram. And that was the system until we had the invaders. And they came and they changed because they realized our culture as few days before, uh, His Grace Mahatma Prabhu was insisting, I think about two classes he was insisting about the culture. How important culture is. And um, so he want, he said, okay, they cannot be broken until they have this Sanatan Dharma, this Gurukul system, because they were training the brahmacharis and then they were getting into, so we had all the Varnashrama in place. And Gurukul was a starting point. After five, the kids go to Gurukul, leaving parents behind and stay with the Guru at a certain age. Then when they're ready, they have taken enough knowledge. And then they get into Grihastha Ashram, then Banapastra, then Sanyas. But this was not letting them, the British especially, as Maharaj was mentioning, it was not letting them do what they wanted us to do. So the first thing, or one of the first thing they did is they broke the Gurukul system. So many of our library, libraries back in India were burnt by them because they could not carry everything back. So they burnt it. And then the ruins are still there. Hugest library was burnt because the knowledge spoke the truth. Because scripture um, will not, scriptures are not there to satisfy our whims. Like I like it this way, so you speak that way. No, that's not how the scripture or the bona fide spiritual master is. They will speak, speak the truth and we need to Get ourselves corrected if we are not on the right path. That's how it is. Or at least know that we are not on the right you know, track. And Prabhupada, I was hearing Prabhupada's lecture uh, on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 7, Text 6, he was saying, and he was mentioning about this particular person who had come to the temple and he had some trouble with some people and he said like it is difficult to control and Prabhupada is saying um, that you know we told them about our philosophy and then Prabhupada says and some other devotee were mentioned Prabhupada was asking did he like it did he take the philosophy that we gave and one of the devotee you can hear it he was saying he was reluctant the person who came for help was reluctant Prabhupada said just see they want help you help them 
you help them and they are reluctant they are not ready to take it because he would have had some pre notion preconception of the kind of help he was expecting and then you say something different than he is understanding they will not accept it but shrimad bhagavatam or guru sadhu shastras they are not supposed to you know do what we like if you go back especially back in india you will see how you know you will go and you say okay i have this trouble and they will say okay pay this much amount and you wear this stone and then he will give you something and then you will go back and forth you will bargain with the so called sadhus and prabhupad didn't want us to get into that rabbit hole you know he didn't want us he didn't want he said four regulative principle and four regulative principle somebody some devotees had some disciples had said that prabhupad if we reduce one just one then we will have more devotees but prabhupad always gave us the example of a diamond shop outside a diamond shop you will not see so many customers so the krishna consciousness is like that prabhupad would say so the shastras you know many a time it appears the vaishnavas or the gurus many a time they may not be what we want to hear but they speak the truth and the human form of life is very rare and this is the only chance and all we got to correct ourselves or act according to what the shastra if not whole, what happens sometimes we may not do it immediately we are not in a condition whether mentally or physically but when we keep hearing it hearing it hearing it it start getting it start sinking in with our system and we start slowly getting into it we may not be able to do like how shila prabhupad's early disciple did just said prabhupad said leave meat they left leave smoking they left like they were just ready to be there with prabhupad until then but then we can hear about them get inspired we can hear about bharat maharaj we can hear about maharaj amrish prahlad maharaj dhruv maharaj why do we hear all this charitras the characters so that we get inspired we get the strength we have kunti maharani's prayer not a, you know so difficult to say that bring upon the miseries so that i can remember you again and again but until we hear we wouldn't know what is the correct path as prabhupada time and again says that the 12 mahajans they are our you know we are supposed to follow them they are our path pradakshak they are the one who show us the right path until we have such leaders such examples whom do we follow otherwise as prabhupad will say blind following the blind and you fall in a ditch so we need such standards we need need such examples so that we know what is to be done and then as per time place circumstance and to our own ability and our understanding we move ahead and prabhupad never rejected anybody those who could do those who could not i remember you know shutakirti prabhu he lives in brindavan now he keep i have heard this story many a times he was telling when he was he was prabhupad's servant for more than 2 years and he was been told when you are cooking he was cooking for shila prabhupad and massaging shila prabhupad he was basically taking care of shila prabhupad completely and um, 
as a servant so he it it was his duty to cook and he was washing the rice he was rinsing the rice because he was been told that you have to rinse the rice three times so he went one two and propad was just looking at him and he propad asked what are you doing he said propad i was told that i should rinse it three times propad said no just one time is enough but those who could do it's good to do three times and prabhu is saying by of course i am not saying anything prabhu's words i'm paraphrasing he said he knew that's that's all i could do i was comfortable with one time rinsing so for me prabhupad says one time so prabhupad was so accommodating he was so welcoming he was just he just wanted us to if not anything just chant if you cannot do anything just chant if you cannot give up the bad habits you cannot follow the regulative principles okay chant he welcomed he never rejected until somebody challenged prabhupad welcomed everyone so we should not think okay i am not there yet it is so difficult that only the paramahansas like shila prabhupad can do what he did for us we have to crawl can't even walk we have to crawl and go but our hope is our acharyas our hope is guru shila prabhupad and here prabhupad is saying that you know the genealogies thing he was saying and uh, bhakti charu maharaj was saying how lord ramchandra is in the sons uh, dynasty so he is called suryavansh and then maharaj was mentioning that how the sun god gave it to ishwak when it is in 4. Um, bhagavad gita 4.2 when krishna uh, arjuna was surprised saying you know you were giving me this knowledge and you said it's been coming you were born around my you know around me when i was born you were born around how do you have this knowledge he said that you know i remember you don't but it's i i gave it to sun god sun god got to ishwaku and then you know evam parampara praptir that's a beautiful verse we can read the translation and the purport just so basically what prabhupad is trying to say is or saying not trying he is saying that um we should follow the disciplic succession so that we don't get cheated if we don't know where you come from i mean the spiritually it is so easy to get cheated so prabhu it says that's what arjuna says uh, krishna says to the question of arjuna i'll read the question quickly so arjuna is saying on text 1 no in the sorry in the previous the uh, chapter chapter 3 karma yoga arjuna is asking and then krishna says text 2 evam parampara praptam imam rajasyo viduhu sakalenaha mahata yoga nashtah parantapa this supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood it in that way but in course of time the succession was broken and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost so krishna gave it and then sun god and went on in a chain for a certain while and then it was broken again so whenever the spirit of the science of the 
Whatever we do, we do for a purpose. We just don't do it because we were told. But we were also told why we do. Why do we serve Krishna? Because he is the supreme personality of God. Because we are the, we are the part and parcel of Krishna. We are told by Guru, but we are also told why we do. We have the reason behind. So whenever the spirit is lost, so many rituals are done today. But we don't know why do we do. So when the spirit is lost, the chain will be broken. Because as soon as the spirit is lost, you don't know the purpose of doing it, then you will start doing things with your own mind. You will start concocting things. Because we don't know why we are doing what we are doing. It's so... My grandmom told my mother like this. My mother told me like this. You know, I will change it a little bit. Then the next generation will change a little bit according to their comfort. And so it gets completely broken and distorted. So to establish this again, so Krishna has to give them knowledge, whether directly or through his bona fide representative like Srila Prabhupada. So in the purport, Prabhupada mentioned, it is clearly stated that Gita was especially meant for the saintly kings because they were to execute its purpose in ruling over the citizens. So we see how the ministers and all the people who's ruling public in general, who's guiding the people, they must know Gita. Not because it is not a Hindu scripture, it is not any sectarian scripture, because it is the manual of mankind. Until you have the manual, how do we know how to operate it? So, so it is so needed for the, you know, for the leaders to be read and that's what it's, it used to be. Next, Prabhupada says that certainly Bhagavad Gita was never meant for the demonic person who would dissipate its value for no one's benefit and would devise all types of interpretation according to personal whims. Now, one thing if you see, Often we are asked, oh, you are always doing kirtan, you are just, you know, what do you do for the people? We are so often, especially in India, I don't know, here, they ask this, all the time asked, you know, especially those who are in orange clothes, the brahmacharis, the sannyasis, all the time asked, what do you do for people? But if you see, those who claim to do for people, they do it for their own selfish reason, one way or the other. As Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would say, even when you are doing it for your country, you are doing it because it is your your country. You have that you or my in it, my country. So I have my in it. So it is called extended self-centeredness. That's the kind of, Prabhupada mentions that my Guru Maharaj, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had given this term as extended self-centeredness or selfishness in plain words. But if you see, like Vyasadev, he got so disturbed. And even the sages at the Naimisharanya, they were doing a thousand years of yagya. Why? For themselves? No. They sacrificed so much for the benefit of the people. People who live for others are called the sadhus. They don't live for themselves. What will I eat today? How will I sleep today? Where will I go for entertainment? What will happen to my family? No. Sadhus, they live for others' benefit. When Narad Muni was cursed by Daksha that you will not have a home, you will not get settled down, he was so happy because he was free to preach anywhere and any planet, whether in the material or in the spiritual, he, he can enter anywhere and preach. And we see he is such a great preacher. He just goes to people's life and then, you know, change, transform their life. So, 
even if they call themselves like you know we are doing a social work but they all have some or the other way they have some selfish motives though it looks selfless it is not actually so selfless it might be even it can be so subtle that we ourselves don't know that i am being selfish it can be so subtle you know gross i mean externally it may look i am doing it selflessly but when it comes to subtle mind satisfying satisfying your own ego that we can't even recognize that i am being selfish mind can cheat us and we won't even know we are being cheated so prabhupad mentions that gita had been interpreted for personal whims for personal motives personal benefits as soon as the original purpose was scattered by the motives of the unscrupulous commentators there arose the need to reestablish the disciplic succession 5000 years ago it was detected by the lord himself that the disciplic succession was broken and therefore he declared that the purpose of gita appeared to be lost in the same way at that present moment also there are so many editions of gita especially in english but almost all of them are not according to authorized disciplic succession there are innumerable interpretations rendered by different mundane scholars but almost all of them do not accept the supreme personality of godhead krishna although they make a good business on the words of shri krishna this spirit is demonic because demons do not believe in god but simply enjoy the property of supreme so if you see the atheist class of people are they not breathing are they not drinking are they not eating are they not living they are they are taking everything that god has provided us as a loving father to start with you know as a loving guardian we are taking it all but we are saying we don't trust in god so that's demonic you take the property and you do not recognize you don't even say he exists since there is a great need of an edition of the gita in english as it is is received by the parampara or disciplic succession system an attempt is made here with to fulfill this great want prabhupada is mentioning about why bhagavad gita as our gita is not just bhagavad gita it is bhagavad gita as it is bhagavad gita in hindi they say yatha roop as it is as krishna spoke that's what we are reading not no nothing no subtraction no addition no concoction just the pure nectar that came from krishna and the disciplic succession like you know prabhupada time and again he will speak about bona fide spiritual master and disciplic succession bona fide spiritual master and disciplic succession why because we have a conception that we can establish our relationship with krishna we can serve krishna just by our own selves we don't need a guru we don't need somebody coming in between so two example that one that i have heard was like you know when you go and try to see something through binocular which is so far like the moon you want to see the you know in details 
how do you see with the help of a um, telescope sorry telescope but the telescope will have so many lenses in between the more lenses there are the better clearer picture so those lenses are compared each lens or each layer of that glass is compared with our acharyas step by step by step when we follow those steps then only we can serve krishna but if we try to do it by our own selves then we'll just we will just satisfy our ego saying oh this is me and krishna nobody comes in between i don't want to accept any authority that's not how krishna consciousness works because krishna in bhagavad gita the same chapter 34 text he says तद्विधि प्रणिप्रापाते न पनि प्रश्नेन सेवया उपदेक्षान्ति ते ज्ञानम ज्ञानी नस्तत्वदर्शिना सच अ ब्यूटीफुल वर्स कृष्णा सेज जस्ट ट्राई टू लर्न द ट्रुथ बाय अप्रोचिंग अ स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर एनक्वायर फ्रॉम हिम सबमिसिवली एंड रेंडर सर्विस अनटु हिम द सेल्फ रियलाइज्ड सोल कैन इंपार्ट नॉलेज अनटु यू बिकॉज़ ही हैज सीन द ट्रुथ so krishna is saying accept the authority of a spiritual master right but when we approach a spiritual master when we approach a guru whether shiksha diksha either way instruction or the diksha guru how do we approach he says that pari prashnena ask him but how do you ask him question not in a challenging way because many a time i have you know mentioned shila prabhupad says in purports that you cannot challenge him and know him at the same time you cannot say i want to know krishna but i do not trust the authorities i don't trust what bhagavad gita says no you cannot challenge and know him at the same time he will not reveal his activities his name his form his leela nothing will be revealed to us if we have a challenging mood so first of all when we are approaching a spiritual master we have to have a very very submissive mood thinking i don't know anything i'm a fool and i need to know and you are the only hope for me so please help me like we see sanatan goswami in chaitanya charitamrita this leela comes past time where he uh, if you see sanatan goswami's record he knew more than seven languages he was a minister and that also what kind of a minister he was a minister when he said i want to retire the you know the king said if you retire i'm not going to sustain because i am depending so much on you and he was so learned so scholarly yet when he approached chaitanya mahaprabhu they put grass in their mouth and like an animal you know it's like i'm so fallen like an animal and he said i don't know anything ke ami he said who am i why am i getting this threefold miseries please help me i don't know anything though people call me pandita and i sort of believe it but i don't know i know anything about even myself what to speak about the supreme lord that's the kind of mood and even what to speak of sanatan goswami even chaitanya uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu who was lord himself krishna himself when he was being asked by a mayavadi why do you just chant why you were such a scholarly person why do you not read the vedantas the vedas he said oh i am a fool and my guru realized ishwara puri realized it so he told me just chant so he just chanted hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so we see when it comes to guru and in general 
Yesterday I was hearing a class where this Prabhuji was saying that the amount of humility a Vaishnava can have, people cannot even imagine. And that's why it says that Vaishnava Kriya Mudra Bigena Buje. What activities a Vaishnava do, Vaishnava does, even the most learned, you know, smartest, the most clever person cannot understand. So the amount of humility a Vaishnava can show that is beyond perception. So Prabhupada is saying, that's why he keeps insisting, but how do we know all this? By our own, we will not know, understand all this philosophy. We can just read the book, but nothing will get there. Neither will we. So we need Guru, we need discipline. We need Guru, first thing, but we need a Guru who has come through a discipline succession. And then he is called a bona fide Guru. Guru has to be bona fide. Otherwise, anybody can cheat anyone. So then Prabhupada is saying that, <clears throat> so Bhagavad Gita, accepted as it is, is a great boon to humanity. He is not saying Hindus. Neither does Krishna say it is for Hindus. But there is a conception that Bhagavad Gita is for the Hindus. No, neither Srila Prabhupada nor Krishna, or rather I would say neither Krishna nor Srila Prabhupada is saying it is for Hindus. He is saying it is for humanity. But if it is accepted as a treatise of philosophical speculation, it is simply a waste of time. But if we think these are just speculations, like how the we are reading in today's verse, how everything was so nicely, you know, sorted and chalked down, they are not, Prabhupada says, they are not imaginary stories. If we think, you know, Krishna was an imaginary character, so what he spoke was automatically will become imaginary, right? If we think, if we think they are speculations, just mental speculation, then the purpose will be lost. Then there is no, no benefit of us reading Bhagavad Gita if we did not, do not understand Krishna to be a person, first of all, and then the supreme person. He is the topmost person. There is nobody no human being, no demigod, no living entity. Nobody for that matter. No matter. Balaramji, who is the right next expansion of Krishna, even him, nobody is equal to or above Krishna. Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the only, only God. And nobody can deny it. Only with that understanding if only that much understanding we have and then we read Bhagavad Gita, then the purpose will be you know, served. But if we think Krishna is a fictitious character, so whatever he spoke doesn't make much of sense. There is no point reading Gita. It's just simply a waste of time. So that's what Prabhupada was saying. And um, yeah, so we have to understand these are not mythology. These are not, but yes, as I was mentioning, so after the invaders came and they, you know, changed the perception of the Gurukul system. And they educated us in their own way. They, they, the outsider told the insider what is their uh, history. Isn't it so funny? Like somebody else from my, out of my family coming and telling what's there in my family. And I accept it. And I go and tell everybody, okay, this is the story of my family. So that's what they did. The outsider came, they invaded, they came, they changed our, they broke our Gurukul system. They taught us what they felt was right for us. 
and then we got influenced and now we do not read Ramayana, we do not read uh, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Mahabharat, nothing. We don't have knowledge and we take everything. Okay, Ram is fictitious, Ram is fictitious. Krishna is, because we are not reading. Because we have been influenced and we are still influenced. So we need to break that system and we need to get back to where we started with and what our ancestors were doing. And this is the last thing I would add on. Like even Prabhupada is mentioning 100 years back, whether they were dancers, singers, speakers, their center of the topic they did was Lord Krishna, the superhuman activities like the Govardhan, uh, Govardhan, we had few days Govardhan Puja, few days back. So lifting of Govardhan Mountain, killing of so many demons. These are all superhuman activities. And Bhakti Charu Maharaj was saying this wonderful thing that even Ravan, he was trying to lift Kailash Parvat. And Mother Parvati, she got little disturbed. So you know, Lord Shiva just with the toe of his nail, uh, so the nail of his toe, he just pressed the mountain down. And Ravan's hand got crushed. Imagine what kind of power Ravan had. Even he could not lift a mountain with all his might, all his strength. Yet Krishna with the left hand, with the pinky, he lifted it for seven days and seven nights. And we do not hear where he was tired and he put it down for some time or he was struggling, you know. So that's a superhuman activity which no one can do. Nobody can do. Not even Ravan can do. So, and when, like Prabhupada is saying, like hundred years back, even when we were young, Around the temple there will be Ramayana, Mahabharata and all the dramas will be based on that. Even the movies, the so-called Bollywood movies, even they were so much, so many of the movies used to be based on Lord and his pastimes. But if you see now, it's not there. So, you know, it's going down and down and down. So it is our responsibility. Prabhupada has given us, all of us, this responsibility of re-establishing the Vedic culture, the culture of love, the culture of giving. Because the right now the culture we have is very selfish. This is a culture of taking. What's in it for me? First thing we do anything, first question comes, what's in it for me? Krishna in this particular verse was mentioned as Uttama Shloka. The personality who is being glorified with the best of the hymns or verses. So he is called Uttama Shloka. The best, Uttam means the best. So talking talking about the culture, this is the culture of giving, the Vedic culture is giving. If you see the sadhus, the sages, they were all thinking what will happen to the people, will happen to the people of Kali Yuga. They were thinking for others. So this is a culture of real, the true culture of giving. So we need to have that back again. So it is on all of us how we do it, you know, each one of us has a role to play, if we do our part, you know, as a, and together we can all do it again and Prabhupada and our Guru Vargas and Acharyas and of course Krishna will be so happy with us that will be our devotional service with that I would like to conclude I beg forgiveness from each one of you for whatever mistake I have committed अनंत कोटि वशन ब्रिंद की जय शीला प्रभुपाद की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद् भागवतम की जय एनी कमेंट
by the time we get question i was thinking of you know there is a uh, song this is by bhakti vinod thakur um he bhakti vinod thakur is our shila prabhupad's uh, guru's father and gorkishor das baba ji's guru shiksha guru so he wrote this song i would just read the translation he says oh vulnerable vaishnava devotee of krishna O ocean of mercy be merciful unto your servant give me the shade of your lotus feet and purify me i hold on to your lotus feet teach me to control my six passions rectify my six faults bestow upon me the six qualities and offer unto me the six kinds of holy association i do not find the strength to carry on alone the sankirtan of the holy name of hari please bless me by giving me just one drop of faith with which to obtain the great treasure of the holy name of krishna krishna is yours you have the power to give him to me i am simply your servant running behind you shouting krishna krishna you get it bro you can just ask i can hear you yes one straight answer is prabhu gurukul gurukul you know through gurukul they train you how to everything they will train you know of course and as parents it is our responsibility to to make sure whatever is being taught we should not teach anything opposite or reverse of it then the child will be confused we are saying you know pay obeisances to the deities we are learning that at temple at the gurukul but when they come home if we if they don't see us being the example they'll be confused whom to follow but when we are in sync what that what our acharya is teaching so to be a you know best to do the best for our children we have to do the best for ourselves that is following the instruction trying to the best of as we were mentioning best of our ability they should not see a disparity you know we are at school they are saying a vaishnava should be humble they come home and the parents are fighting and you know like you know showing their pride around and it should not be a disparity it should be it should be a it should be on the same they should not get confused if that's what believed that we are teaching at school krishna is the supreme personality of god and it should remain the mood should remain at home you know yesterday it's such a wonderful thing when mother manjuli was saying that you know the groom is not yet the here shaligram shila was not here yet and as soon as i saw in my excitement i said it's here and you know mata ji's son he immediately corrected me saying it i should have said he is here for the shila but still purifying way for me it's in a long way to purify myself even with my words but by mistake i said it it and he immediately caught me he was into he was looking around something he is a just child of 10 11 years he said it i mean how dare you say it to our shaligram shila and i felt so ashamed and immediately i said sorry 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 i'm so sorry i said it and then he said it's okay but it was not okay i shouldn't have said it that way you know because dt it is easy to say he but for a shila it was need so much of training for myself what to speak about kids they can teach us more and um, 
at least teach me and so that's what i would say gurukul system at the same time um home also parents you know to preach krishna consciousness we have to be krishna conscious first we have to be situated properly to make to guide others it says in canto uh, shrimad bhagavatam canto 5 chapter 5 text 18 that one should not become a, i i think i mentioned that before to you one should not become a mother father relatives guru even a demigod if you cannot liberate your dependent or if you take child anybody who is depending on you and taking your shelter if you cannot get them out of this janma mrityu jara vyadhi birth death old age disease this vicious circle if you cannot take them out of it then don't become guru mother father relative or demigod don't take anybody's worship don't take don't take any dependent if you cannot get them out of the cycle does that make sense to you prabhu so it's two way we send them because they need association so we send them to gurukul that is one way and at the same that is the school's responsibility right but as a parents our responsibility we maintain the same environment at home they take prasadam they bow their head in front of krishna they know what's there in the scripture you know they have some idea there should not be disparity that's what i would say they know that we need guru <laughs> yeah we have to follow authorities like that anything else bro yeah shila prabhupad Everything answer is Shila Prabhupada. Whether it is an example of having a parent who, like Shila Prabhupada's parent, if you read Leela Amrita first few chapters, it says how Prabhupada's father and mother were taking their spiritual, you know, for their kids, spiritual. And that's what, it was natural, it was nothing artificial. For us, we might have to adopt few things. For them, it was very natural because Srila Prabhupada, both the parents were from the Vaishnava families. So he is an example of having parents who are rightly conscious and having children like Srila Prabhupada. And then bringing into, uh, what do you say, no division, no, uh, no discrimination, no racism. What big example than our International Society for Krishna is? consciousness prabhupada says these people the government they are doing big they are saying big big things and they are spending so much millions and millions of dollars and creating this you know united nations and you know trying to bring people together trying to bring brotherhood but without krishna consciousness you cannot get any sort of brotherhood so if you see our society you see the kind of combination we have whether it is our prashadam or it is our people you have all variety and no discrimination does it yeah please 
Um, okay, one thing that I have heard that comes to my mind directly, and that is still still practiced by his followers, his immediate disciples. Uh, once two sannyasis, they were having some sort of a, you know, argument. So one Prabhupada called first sannyasi and he said, you know, you go out and you preach. You should not stay here. As sannyasi you are now, you should preach. And then one more sannyasi he called and then he said, you know, this is dham. You should remain. You should, being a sannyasi, you should never leave this place. So one went on. They continued being in the seva. They continued doing their devotional service. Yet there was no fight. So Prabhupada, I mean, there will be so many examples where Prabhupada has sorted problems like this without, you know, people knowing that, you know, Prabhupada was solving their problems. Because Prabhupada didn't want us to fight at all. The first, the last thing, or not even the last thing was, you know, we fight amongst each other while serving Krishna. So that's what I'm, I mean, I've heard like, I've heard from one of my Guru Maharaj, I've heard from one of my God brother that two, Vash, two brahmacharis were fighting. And Guru Maharaj called each one and said, how dare you raise your hand or, you know, words against a Vaishnava. Both were told the same thing. I mean, that's what these two I remember. But there were many, many cases when, you know, whenever devotees will fight, Prabhupada will be so upset. And before leaving also, he said that, you know, the way you can make me happy is through cooperation. He wanted us to be together. Whether you rinse the rice once or thrice, but cooperate. Be together. Be in a loving relationship. Love each other. Because he was so loving. Even towards the last moment with us, of his, he, um, I heard it in Prabhupada memories two, three years back, so I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, so from my memory, like, you know, the four people, they were carrying Srila Prabhupada on a um, sort of a cot, and the Prabhupada wanted son, so they were, I believe, they were taking him to the roof, and one of the Prabhujis, he had his, um, one of the finger hurt. So when he, they were going up through the stairs, and Prabhupada was like barely living. He was so weak. And that Prabhuji said, ouch, something like he made a noise, you know. He got hurt. So that sound. And he said, are you okay? Did you take some ointment? Did you put some ointment, put uh, turmeric? And, you know, take care of your feet. And he started crying. And same happened with uh, one of the very prominent, I think, uh, Brahmananda Prabhu. I do not remember his name yet. And Prabhupada asked, how is your fever? That Prabhu had fever. And they started crying, like, you know, just just a fever. Nothing much to worry about. And Prabhupada's condition is way worse. We don't know which will be his last day with us. And he was still caring. Do you see the love? Can't even imagine that much of love. For the people who doesn't, who don't even belong to the country. Right? So... Prabhupada, whenever he took his disciples back to India, he was so, you know, in a transcendental way, he was so proud of them. See, what you are not doing, they are doing. They are coming from a different land. What you did not do, what what you could not do, they are doing. And he always gave class in English so that his disciple, mostly I would say, not always, but mostly, he gave class in English. So he said that, you know, so that they do not feel left out in a land. And when they were not allowed in Jagannath Puri. Prabhupada said, you know, 
you cannot do that one day jagannath will leave your temple like that i mean proper love and compassion was beyond imagination what was your question prabhu i'm sorry example you said example yeah that's what i said we can take prabhupad as a no living example lifelong example and we can how a devotee should be there is a chapter in um, teachings of lord chaitanya and there it describes how a devotee should be and we have the best example living example of shri la prabhupad how loving and caring he was and giving of course he will sort the problems but of course he was such an expert right like we see narad muni how he taught nobody got upset or angry at narad muni nobody got you know like they didn't get a ego clash saying okay how dare narad muni of course daksh it was different story but whom he preached i'm talking he was so expert so 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 was shila prabhupad their words are so beautiful that even if you they are saying something harsh it doesn't hurt Prabhupada had sorted so many clashes like that, but of course, on an on an general in an, in general, he got upset when people were fighting over things. You know, when it came to devotional service, did it help Prabhu? Yes. Yes. Understand. Yeah, one thing I have heard from the class of Shila Gaur Govind Maharaj. He Maharaj is no longer with us. He was saying this is a internal thing. Our mundane senses cannot look for a guru. We ourselves cannot judge who is the right guru or bona fide guru for my for this particular soul, as you say, individual. So we have to cry out to the Lord, please help me. I have also heard from uh, Shami Krishi Prabhu. He is a disciple of Shila Prabhupada. he had given class here he was saying that earlier he comes from a very wonderful vaishnava brahmana family so he used to chant uh, bhagavad gita 2.7 karpanya dosha upatha sabab he used to chant in front of the deities and that's how he got his guru so that is one thing we can also you know pray to lord nityananda because he is a guru tatva balaram ji they are all guru tatva and um, not all he is guru tatva he, it's an expansion so we can you know pray to them and ask for help that i don't know as i said same mood i'm a fool i don't know understand anything i don't know anything please help me i need a guru because with as shila prabhupad says the and take the shelter of shila prabhupad and he will definitely definitely guide you at the same time you can listen to the lectures from few maharajas who is you know you feel inspiring and at the same time also you can have a mentor who can help you like for me also i had a I'm, i still have somebody to help you out with who can tell you okay listen to this lecture read this 
and you know who can keep you on track before getting guru that also helps a lot having a mentor counselor or shiksha guru according to the person's understanding you can whatever you name them but having a guide in general if you are not able to you know decide on guru you can always take shelter of other vaishnava senior vaishnava or vaishnavas whom you think you can what do you said resonate whose words make sense or you know you feel okay he or she or whoever is the person i can ask you can take help and eventually but keep praying every day every time to shila prabhupad nityananda prabhu baladev ji balaram ji and you can chant 2.7 this is what i have heard prabhu and this is what i have also done thank you prabhu hari krishna did you have anything to ask thank you hari krishna